Hello everyone and welcome to episode 70. There's no intro music this time because this is really a continuation of the last episode, but just to keep things organized and easier for you to locate, I broke it into two. To recap the episodes we've done in preparation for Pesach, episode 68 last week was how to prepare your general house for Passover. Episode 69, being released at the same time as this one, discussed the laws of how to prepare your chametz kitchen to be used to cook your Passover food in. And this last shorter episode, I want to just quickly cover a few other basic Pesach laws as well as the laws regarding the Seder. So one important thing to note is that the prohibition of eating chametz actually begins on the day before Pesach, which is this year on Friday. The law is you can eat chametz up until the fourth halachic hour of the day on the day before Pesach. So this year in Dallas, it's 10.53 a.m. on Friday morning. After that time, we are prohibited from eating chametz. Now I want to go through the basic steps of the Seder and discuss what we are supposed to do. There are seven different mitzvahs that we do on the night of the Seder, so it's a very special night. The mitzvahs are telling the story of the exodus of Egypt, eating matzah, eating bitter herbs, eating the afikomen, which is the extra piece of matzah for dessert like we'll discuss, saying halal, which is special praises to God, drinking four cups of wine, demonstrating freedom and royalty through leaning and dipping. So let's start with the Seder. The word Seder actually means order, as we go through and follow a very specific order of events on this night. Ideally, you should have a Haggadah and go through it. If you need one, let me know and I can get you one. Before the Seder begins, you should have your table set and you should make it as beautiful as possible. Set it as if the king and queen and royal guests are going to be sitting there. Put out your nicest dishes and additionally, you should prepare your Seder plate. The basic order of what goes on the Seder plate and the matzahs underneath it or in front of it can all be found in the first few pages of any Haggadah. Once you're ready to start the actual Seder, the first step is called Kadesh, in which we make Kiddush. This year, the second night of Passover is on Saturday night. So during the second Seder on Saturday night, we add a few extra paragraphs for Havdalah, which is the ceremony ending Shabbos. Again, this is only the second Seder on Saturday night. It's probably worthwhile to take a few extra minutes in advance and go through this section to familiarize yourself with it so you won't have to be figuring out these unique instructions at the Seder itself. Now back to Kiddush, and really for all the four cups of wine, you should use a cup that holds at least 3.3 ounces. There's a big debate as to the exact necessary size, and if you want to use a bigger cup, that's fine, but the minimum size is 3.3 ounces, and then... Of those 3.3 ounces, you have to drink at least a majority of the cup. And if your cup is bigger than 3.3 ounces, you also have to drink a majority of whatever size cup you're using. Ideally, you should really drink the whole cup, but at least make sure, again, you drink at least a majority of it. When you're drinking the four cups of wine, as well as when you're eating the matzah, you should make sure you're leaning on your left. And this is true even if you're a lefty like myself. The next step is called urchatz, in which we wash our hands without saying any blessing. We then eat the karpas, which is generally a potato or a cucumber dipped in salt water. It should be a raw vegetable, and you should only eat a small taste of it, less than the size of an olive, which is approximately 15 grams. After we eat that comes yachat, in which we break the middle of the three matzahs that we placed in front of ourselves with the seder plate. The smaller piece is placed back in between the other two matzahs that are still there, and the larger piece is saved for the afikoman at the end of the meal. There are different customs regarding this larger piece, what you do with it until you get to eating it at the end of the meal. In many homes, the parents will hide the afikoman and the kids will try and find it, or one of the parents will hold it 
and the kids will try to grab it from them when they're not paying attention. The purpose of whatever these customs are that you're doing is to engage the kids and to keep them involved in the Seder. The next part is Magid, in which we read the actual text of the Haggadah and tell over the story of the Exodus. It's a worthwhile investment to buy a good Haggadah. There are really a lot of great English translations out there, so go ahead and buy one, and it'll make this part of the Seder a lot more meaningful. Now, the text of Magid is a little bit long, and ideally you should say the whole thing, but let's say you have to go put your kids to sleep or someone's feeling very tired or not feeling well. The absolute minimum of the Haggadah that you have to say to fulfill your mitzvah is the paragraph that begins with Rabban Gamliel Haya Omer, in which he discusses the three essential parts of the Seder, the Matzah, the Maror, and the Paschal Lamb. If you have a little more time, you should also say the part about the ten plagues, and obviously, again, it's ideal to read the whole thing. After Magid, we drink the second cup of wine, and all the sizes and laws of drinking here are the same as we mentioned regarding the first cup of Kiddush. Next comes Rachta, in which we wash our hands to prepare ourselves to eat the Matzah, this time we make the classic Al-Natilas Yadayim blessing. Just as a reminder, the way to wash our hands here is the same as every Shabbos or every other time we wash our hands for bread. We should remove any rings that we have or anything on our hands and wash each hand twice. And the general rule of not talking until you eat applies here as well like on every other Friday night when we wash before we eat challah. Next is motzi and matzah in which we eat the matzah. The amount one should eat to fulfill this mitzvah is the size of an olive or approximately two-thirds of a square machine matzah, or half of the round hand matzahs. This should be eaten within seven and a half minutes, ideally between two and four minutes, and again, one should be leaning while doing this. Just as a small aside, the Vilna Gon teaches us that every time we eat matzah across all eight days of Pesach, we are fulfilling a mitzvah, not just on the Seder night. So make sure you eat a lot of matzah on Pesach. Next comes maror or bitter herbs, most people use romaine lettuce, and if you're going to use that, you have to make sure you check it well for bugs prior to eating it, as the Torah prohibits eating insects, and they're often found in these leafy lettuces. Many kosher groceries offer pre-checked lettuce as well. Locally here in Dallas, Kosher Palette sells it. If you'd like to check it yourself, you can discover the process of doing that on most kosher agencies' websites. Before eating the maror, we dip it in charosas, and then when eating it, we do not lean, and it should also be eaten within two to four minutes. Next, we make a sandwich and do korech. For this, we use the bottom of the three original matzahs and make a sandwich with maror in between. We then have our festive meal called shulchan aruch, and ideally, you should finish and complete that meal and begin eating your afikomen before the midpoint of the night, which this year in Dallas is 1.26 a.m. After the meal, we eat the afikomen, which should also be two-thirds of a machine matzah or half of the round hand matzahs. Following the afikomen, we bench and say the grace after meals over the third cup of wine. And again, we'll drink that leaning. We then say halal, which are special praises to God, drink the fourth cup of wine, and then say nirza, in which we daven, praying to God that our Seder service should be accepted, and we pray that next year we should do this all together in Jerusalem. Alrighty, that's about it. That completes the laws of the Seder and the process of the Seder. Again, a reminder to anyone, if you need to sell your chametz, feel free to reach out to myself or your local rabbi. And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me, thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to The Thinking Jew Podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, 
please email the thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit the thinking Jew.com. <laughs>